Welcome to the new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is ready to do some of the inner work for a healthier and more positive lifestyle. I'll be delving into the topics that we need to talk about more, including our health, our mindset, and living with purpose and passion. I'll be speaking to guests that will leave you feeling inspired to find out what is possible in your life if you gave yourself the opportunity to find out. This isn't the place for chit-chat, gossip, or endless science. It's for real women with real problems that want more from life. Sound good to you? Let's move on with the show. Welcome to the show, Elise. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank How you are for, you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, Elise is here to talk about her adventure across country on a tricycle. So first of all, I'd just like you to introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah. Hi, my name is Elise. I'm originally from Latvia. Uh, I've been in Dubai for past seven years. And before that, I lived in, uh, in UK for 10 years. And in between, I've been traveling and exploring the world. And it kind of exploring yourself as well, aren't you? That Absolutely. You know, what I've seen over these last couple of years of knowing you is how you have kind of evolved as a person and your opinions have come out more and more and that you're doing some things that people can not even imagine doing yet or they dream of doing it and you're turning it into more of a reality and obviously I know that you've got even more stuff coming and it's just (laughs) such an exciting time in your life I look at you with inspiration and that's why I wanted you on the show so I would love for you to just share you know what is it that you did during those uh, couple of months of COVID (laughs) (laughs) so yeah this was uh, my dream for some time now and I always knew I had a feeling inside me that I just want to jump on a bike and cycle so about I think it was like five years ago um, when I was in England um, I had a ticket going back home to visit my family and I thought I just want to cycle. So when I called my dad and asked me if he'll, if he'll give me a bike, and he said no, and I was like, "It's okay, don't worry." A few years later, uh, I called him again. I said, "I still want to cycle from Latvia to England." He's like, "Yeah, sure, I will give you a bicycle." That time the journey was very different. Um, I cycled. I jumped on a ferry. I took a bus from Amsterdam to England, but it was a different journey. Mm-hmm. So this time. Me and my boyfriend were talking about leaving Dubai and traveling around the world. And he's a huge fan of bicycles and cycling. And he said he doesn't really want to give up his bicycle. And I was like, great, let's let's just cycle around the world. <laughs> and uh, so we started looking into what kind of bikes we want to buy. And we actually ordered uh, just a normal touring bikes from England. Mm-hmm. But they said we'll have to wait for six months to get the bikes here in Dubai. And then this, this um, I don't know where, from where this idea came, right? But I knew that I, a few years back, my dad showed me um, this recumbent. It's like a mm-hmm. bike where you're like laying down, right? Yes. But it was on two wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, when before I started my trip to London, he let me 
uh, cycle a little bit, just ex- just try the bicycle on. And I was like, this is it. I actually want to cycle on this bike, mm-hmm. not not the ordinary. Yes. And so anyway, so at the end, I said to my boyfriend, I actually don't want to have normal bicycle. I want to cycle on this where I can lay down and I can be comfortable. And he's like, oh, come on, you know. Yeah. Again, you with your ideas, you know. And he said, why don't you just wait? There'll be a day when we will cycle around the world with that kind of bike, right? Uh-huh. And I just couldn't, um, I just couldn't move on. And I said, no, <laughs> I want, I want to have a different bicycle. And then I asked my dad again because I know he has this bike. He built it ten uh, years ago, and he said, yeah, sure, you can have it. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at the ways how I can get the bicycle to Dubai, it was for me to cheaper to fly to the, fly to Latvia and bring it over myself. Mm-hmm. So I booked my flight, I went home, I, <laughs> I had the bike and I was cycling around um, just just testing the bike to see if it's actually, actually uh, doable to ride on that kind of bike. And we ended up taking to different places to change the tires and speak to mechanics to see what we need to do, what we need to, um, just to improve the bike. And at the end, it turns out that it was it was not cheaper, but it was more safe to get brand new bicycle mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not a mechanic. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. really want to experiment on the road, right? <laughs> I didn't know even how to change to change a tire, right? So uh, yeah, we ended up getting a new trike. Yeah, and I think it was the best decision. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. I remember you on Instagram before you took your trip. Yeah cycling around on that thing and I remember going what is that? <laughs> what is she doing now yeah. and I was like I've never seen one of these before if you're able to kind of just explain what it what's the difference between a normal bike and this bike obviously you're more laid down yes so what else is also special about this bike yeah you're you're in a laying down position and you have uh, three wheels so um First of all, it's really comfortable. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're sitting on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't have to think about holding a balance. Mm. You might think it's it's nothing hard, right? But when you're riding for long hours and when you're on the road and you have these lorries passing by, right? It can be quite dangerous. Where with this one, I'm just sitting in my chair and <laughs> cycling. Um yeah, it definitely grabs a lot of attention because people haven't seen yeah. such a things. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you seen or heard or read of other people doing these adventures on these types of bikes? Um, yes, there are not that many people yeah. because, first of all, the bike is, is, is quite heavy um, and it's quite wide as well. Yeah. So you are kind of limited. You can't go those single trails, you know. You can't do it. Um but there are other benefits, you know, and uh, also when I did my research, I saw a lot of people who were kind of overweight, right? Mm. And they're riding these bikes. Okay. <laughs> and for me, it was like, I don't really, th- like, I wanted to change this kind of perception, yeah. you know, like, it's not fat people bike. <laughs> I wanted to be one of those young, fit and active um uh, people who are riding the bike you wanted to shift the mindset around these types of bikes to show that it was something that could be seen as a tool 
to just go on these adventures exactly. in a safe way though I think because as well they have these like canopies don't yes. they as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and you could pack your bags around the side and you had your basket with your fruit in exactly. and oh, it looked great it's just a, a different way to get around exactly and I think yeah. we, we live in such a, a fast-paced world right we all everything just happens really fast we want to if you go for a ride we want to do as fast as you can you know? yeah and before I started this trip for me it was the most important thing was it wasn't about the speed but it was about getting the distance done so yeah. every day I said to myself I'm going to cycle 100 kilometers doesn't matter how long it will take I just want to get that distance done mm. and when you look at that way right when it's not about a speed for me it was the most important the comfort yeah and I had the yeah. comfort you know and that's why I think I could wake up every morning and cycle I actually couldn't wait to have another day you oh, know when I'm on my bike amazing so comfortable so good so when you decided to go on this trip actually let's take one step back and go where was the inspiration then because obviously this has been a dream for a long time yeah so where was the inspiration kind of set um uh, was it traveling or <laughs> really the bike I think it was um I've been working towards um being free for so long you know mm. and it, it's not just about um freedom financial freedom you know I think that that's the last thing um it's more about just just being free like not getting getting having ties or like loans to pay or nine to five job you know um so yeah and I think once I had that freedom you know I just I just wanted to experience how it is to wake up in the morning jump on a bike and cycle yeah and just do really what you want to do Mm -hmm. um tell us a little bit more about in the lead up to get into this point what are some of the elements that you have done that have helped you become more free because that is really interesting oh it's a it's a it's a long journey um i think it was more about uh, giving up my my material things. Like I can put all my life in a one backpack, mm-hmm. right? And now I have a bicycle with three bags, but it's all my life there. Uh, it's also saying no to animal products or not using all these chemicals, right? Like I don't use shampoo or shower gels, uh, toothpaste, nothing like mm-hmm. that. You walk in my bathroom when I have a toothbrush and coconut oil right and and (laughs) and the water that's in my shower so also uh, you might think it's oh what what kind of freedom is it but it is you know like I wake up in the morning and I don't waste my time thinking oh what shoes I'm gonna wear or Mm. what dress I'm gonna wear or what eyeshadow I'll put you know Um, so I think there are so many things uh, those small things right that we don't think about it but it gives you so much of freedom yeah and and the idea of uh, being independent and uh, being able to travel right and not rushing back to your nine-to-five job or or even paying bills like I don't have I don't have any contracts I don't have monthly bills like if I don't want to have my phone connection right I just don't top it up and <laughs> I think that that's freedom for me mm-hmm. that's amazing I think lots of people have this fear of taking those steps. They they know that they want to have this freedom, this sense, mm. you know, something's missing, they feel a bit trapped. And I think that's a really important message to say sometimes it is just about these smaller things that can help 
bring more freedom into your life. It's kind of shifting the norm, isn't it? But creating sort of some some shifts in your life Absolutely. at one step at a time and use it as an opportunity as like yeah. to grow and evolve over a, a longer period of time. So it's a way of life for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, if you don't know Elise, you can see a lot of that in your Instagram because yeah. you share your story. You share going to the markets. You yeah. share, you know, you wash your hair once a year. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and like things like that. But you give really useful tips as well and just sort of say to people, there are ways of doing it. You're kind of proving that it can be done because yeah. lots of people have the ideas, but unless they see it happening, they find it very hard to imagine them able to take those steps. So I think you sharing your story is like really <laughs> important. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go back to the trip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now you're at you're at home. You're cycling around a bit, testing out this um, three wheeler. Yeah. Uh, lay down bike. So then you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. So uh, in the time when I was in Latvia, we actually drove to Germany to see my mom, mm. and we were driving by car, and uh, we we had to travel through Lithuania, Poland then it's Germany, right? And it made me realize how easy it is to travel in Europe on the road. And on our way back to Latvia, I saw two cyclists in Poland and I was like, that's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to cycle, right? Um, I had a bike. I had the bags. I had everything. And the last thing was getting a tent. And I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a tent. So my sister said, I have a tent. I'll give you. I spent 10 euros for this tiny one-person tent and I was like okay how these things like I have to set the date right I have to jump I've been dreaming about this for so long <laughs> and it was the, probably the scariest thing right mm. and I was like okay I'm gonna start cycling I think I said the 10th of was it June I think so I think so I think it was June so the day came the morning I was like I'm waking up early 10 days before that I start sleeping in a tent mm-hmm. just to get used to the cold weather because living in Dubai you just you're just always hot <laughs> but being in Europe it was I was always cold so 10 days I was sleeping in tent that that morning I woke up set my bike I was like the bit feeling shaky and I was like I can't believe this is happening yeah. wow <laughs> so I jumped on a bike and and started cycling yeah and uh and the first day I reached Lithuania and I crossed the border and I couldn't even, you couldn't even tell that you were in Lithuania, you know, and uh, there was no one checking my passport, nothing. And, and then I just kept cycling, <laughs> you know, and uh, eight uh, countries later, I was in Turkey and... Uh, Can we just uh, revisit that? Eight <laughs> countries later. <laughs> eight countries, I think it was eight countries, 26 days. And yeah, going back to the preparation... So obviously, some people could be listening, going, "How do you get fit enough to cycle that long? Yeah, like how did you know that you were physically and mentally prepared to take on such a, a trip? And especially by yourself, because yeah. <laughs> at first you mentioned your boyfriend, but he actually didn't go with you on this trip. Yeah. So this is a solo trip. So this is another element I think I really appreciate because I actually find that. There's loads of things that I really do want to do. Doing them by myself would take it to a whole nother level of uncomfort. Yeah. Maybe even stopping me. 
like I get a little bit stuck sometimes the thought <laughs> of having to do it by myself so that was one of the things I was watching because you're doing this by yourself yeah and it was just I'll always remember that video on your Instagram where the dogs were following you um, <laughs> on the bike and I was like that see those things have always put me off going and I'm like why why has it put me off you're doing it why can't I do it so yeah. how did you know you're physically and mentally prepared because it was quite a short space of time from getting the bike to then yeah. actually going on the trip yeah tell us more about that so physically I knew I can do it because um Two years ago, I started running ultra marathons, and uh, my first marathon I ran, and then three months later, I was in Sri Lanka running 250 kilometers. And uh, so I had I had a year of running ultras, and that really gave me confidence. and And I think running ultras really crushed my ego in so many ways, and I learned so much about myself. So when it comes to physical, I knew I can do it, and. Uh, yeah, I think also when you when you have the whole day and you do it slowly and you do something that you truly want and like, it's just easy. You mm-hmm. know, it was my little job to wake up in the morning and cycle 100K. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally, um, I had those moments when I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. You okay. know, like if something happens to the bike, what I'm going to do? And, uh, and what about the night, right? But... I've been traveling on my own. I've been in, in India seven times, right? I have traveled on the trains and I knew that I kind of don't attract certain situations, right? Mm-hmm. I just simply, it simply doesn't happen. Maybe I'm lucky, maybe it's my mindset, right? But I knew that I'll be fine. And you know how some people need security, they need a secure job and they need the yes. money and that their security. For yeah. me, my security is trusting myself that no matter what, I'm going to find a way. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I just I just knew that I got what it takes to cycle <laughs> through all these countries. I was in a situation where my t- tires were like with the holes and, uh, yeah, they were just done. And uh, I got puncture at the end and I'm like, oh, so didn't want to change the tire. Didn't know how to do it. I kind of knew the practical side, but I didn't have the experience to change it. And I had to call my boyfriend. I was on uh, FaceTime and I was like, how do you do it? <laughs> and I got it done. And it was actually yeah. so easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was the one always on my phone saying, like, when I was in Slovakia, he said, you need to go and, and, and service the bike. Just mm-hmm. go and check. Mm-hmm. And for me, we are so very different. For me, like, I don't care. You can give me your grandma's bike, right? And I'll cycle and I'll make it work. For him, he wants everything perfect properly. And... Uh, yeah, it was like that. There were times where um, I never felt that I'm in danger, mm-hmm. right? There are so many people thinking like, oh my God, you're one girl alone, sleeping in a tent and in, in, in bushes in a field, right? I want to know how many people message you about that because that was something <laughs> I crossed my mind. I thought, I bet she's getting a lot of people commenting about being on your own. Yeah, yeah. I think even before when I started, when I kind of shared with some people, they're like, oh my God, you're going to, going to travel alone and why? Why do you need this? And uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like I want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, there is only one situation where I think I was in Romania and it was weekend and... Uh, I cycled my 100k, I was by the river, I found a quiet spot and I, I thought I'm going to build a tent. 
And then I saw a guy on a bicycle and he just, he just, uh, he was on the road, but he looked at me and I was like, no, this is not the spot where I'm going to sleep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he, I didn't feel like I'm in danger, but I just, I just didn't feel comfortable. You just listen to your own like intuition, yes. your gut feeling. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I just uh, carried on cycling through the town. I looked for a house where I could build my tent and I just couldn't, couldn't find it. And it was <laughs> getting dark and... Uh, I just saw this man in the garden and, and I shouted, asking if he speaks English. He said, no English. And, but he, he actually went inside and he took his family, right? The family came out. It was mom and two kids. They didn't speak any English. But through, through the Google Translate, I asked them if I can build a tent in their garden. I just want to feel safe, yeah. right? And this was in Poland. And uh, they, yes, they said, yes, yeah, sure. At the end, they offered me a shower. They offered me a dinner. They, they oh. asked me if I want to come and sleep inside. Oh. And I said, I just want to tent. <laughs> I just want, yes, I will take a shower. <laughs> but I just want to sleep and I'll, I will leave at six o'clock in the morning. And um, yeah. And that shows you, like, people are more likely to help. Yes. Aren't they? Yes. But you, I think being able to trust yourself was yeah. really important. They like, say so you've always kind of listened to what you feel is right. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's working, isn't it? That's amazing. So obviously you have lots of naysayers or people that are questioning you. Did you ever have a sense of like second guessing yourself or um, like the, the self-doubt that you wouldn't be able to do it? No, no, not even once. Even um, when I started cycling in Poland, um, it was raining, I was cold. If you if you if you've been driving through Poland, you know how it is, right? You have these lorries just passing by you, and you don't really have much space on the road. And uh, but even then, I, I I just knew I just have to carry on cycling, you know, because you will cycle through Poland, and there will be next country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but never. <laughs> yeah, never. Amazing. Let's hear more about the trip. Uh, regards to what were some of the absolute highs you know because you take on these adventures and I'm sure you know it's a roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions just purely for the fact that you're a human being and yeah. that's what we experience <laughs> so tell us some of the highs oh my god the highs are so many even even like you know when you start spending 12 hours a day with yourself you you hardly see people right you're in nature and you just go through so many so many emotions and I remember one morning when I woke up and you know like when you see sunrise in a forest it doesn't do anything right but I was on a bike there was sunrise I put music on and I was just cycling and I was just crying oh right yeah I was crying but I was like I am so happy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, oh it's giving me goosebumps (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and there were so many things that came from my um childhood when I was younger you know and how I remembered I realized that I've been different you know but when I was a kid uh, it, I kind of thought why am I different you know like I don't want to be different I want to be like that girly girl you know like mm-hmm. a pink with, with in a pink dress mm-hmm. and I was different and when I was on a bicycle I was like I finally uh, appreciate I'm different sometimes it might be hard right mm-hmm. but I am who I am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah, and I also remember when um, I entered Turkey, and I, I still have a video on, on Instagram. 
uh, I was cycling, there are like these six lanes and it's just full of cars. It's so loud that the traffic is so fast, right? And I'm there on my trike, just, just pedaling really slowly. And I'd look around and I see this chaos. It's, it's madness, right? But I'm, I'm there on my trike and I'm just, I'm just so happy. And it is like, there was no chaos inside me. It was everywhere around me, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I started the trip, I was, first two countries, I was really angry. I was, I thought this world is so upside down. It's so crazy, right? How have we accepted this to be a norm? Mm -hmm. And at the end, I just, I, I didn't really care. <laughs> you know, like, I kind of thought that even in this crazy world, I can, I can be myself and uh, be happy. That's so insightful. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone's like, oh, I want that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, you know, do you think that was one of the reasons why you did the trip? Or is that kind of something that come out of the trip? This um, anger that you had towards, obviously, the way the world was going. Yeah, I think it's also with, with what's happening right now in the world, right? And um, when you live in big city, you probably feel it more. When I was there cycling through nature, sometimes not even see seeing anyone, right? being on, on the road and yeah it was it was it was different but there were also still like things that didn't make sense like chaining a dog right and in Europe we do it very often and it, it made me question what what is love right like how can if we love someone then how we want to chain them and not let them be free and uh yeah, and the other thing is like the church and and the crosses, and you have this naked man, right, mm. on the cross, Jesus, and I don't know. I just felt like I'm watching this theater. I felt mm. like this whole world is one big game, mm. and there are parts of that I is just not for me. I mm -hmm. don't like the rules, and I don't want to play that game, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And you become an observer very often you whether observe your emotions or you observe whatever is happening around you and it's really up to you if you want to participate or not you know you don't have to be part of this mm -hmm. and and i think so many people are scared to not not being part of it and creating your own game you know your own rules yeah and uh, i think that's what i especially now being back i know that i want to live a different life like yeah. I want to have my own game, my rules. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is something that so many people, maybe, like you say, there's so many people that do want that, don't they? They want that sense of freedom and to play their own game because the one that they're playing or the one that have been brought up into yeah. just isn't working for them. They feel different compared to everyone around them, and you're kind of showing that you don't have to, and I think that's amazing. And then you've got the other half of. I need the rules and I need something to follow. And I think it's more around acceptance, isn't it? That if that is who you are, accept it and live that life yeah. and, um, and, and just let other people do what they want to do. You know, not everyone needs to follow the same path. Yeah. And I think the biggest one is so many people want to do whatever they want to do and travel, right? But they think they need, they need money, mm. right? For me, when I started a trip, I watched a video where another Latvian guy, he cycled to Turkey and he spent 170 euros, right? Mm -hmm. And he cycled for 70, 17 days. So in my head, I thought, okay, if I'm cycling 100 kilometers a day, I'll probably spend 250 euros, right? I had 600 euros in my account. When I started cycling, 
I created a WhatsApp group with my family and I was sharing how, how it went, right? And they started saying, Elise, give us your bank account. We want to support you, right? I didn't ask them for money. Mm-hmm. At the end, they <laughs> gave me money, right? Uh, and on Instagram as well, people are like, how can I support you? You know? And uh, at the end, the trip cost me 1,200 euros. But I had only 600 euros in my account. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, I proved myself that it doesn't matter like if I don't have a money now, right? Yeah. If you go and do what you really want to do, people will come together and they will support you. Mm-hmm. Or you will find a way how to do it. You will find... Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's... We have so many blocks, don't we? These barriers that come up, usually around things that are kind of in our belief system. We've got to have money to be able to do this. Yeah. We've got to be super fit to be able to go and do that. I need to train for at least two yeah. years to be able to go and do that. <laughs> I need to lose weight to do that. <laughs> I need to lose weight to go and do that. And it's like, actually, if you want to go and do something, the the most important step is just go and do it. Yeah. And like believing in yourself that you can and kind of figuring it out along the way. Yeah. That's the brave part, I think, for yeah. so many people. That it's those bold steps that you kind of took in your strides. Yeah. Um, but I think you've you've been able to do it in a way that's just going to inspire so many other people. Mm. Tell us now what's happening next. Obviously, you have done this amazing trip. Actually, before that, tell us about your final day. How did you feel knowing it was finished? Um, so in my head... Uh, day 26? Day 26, yeah. yes. On a day, day 25, I thought, I like the number day, uh, 25, right? So I was like, maybe I should finish today. But I had 170 kilometers left to do. And there was one day when I cycled 180K. So in my head, I'm like, I can get it done today. So I woke up early in the morning. I was like, today's going to be the day 25. And I will cycle to Turkey and finish. And I was already in Turkey, but I wanted to finish in Istanbul in one place. So I start cycling. And around midday, uh, I go another puncture. Like, my tires were just so worn out that they had to be changed. So I got another puncture. I'm in the middle of the road. I'm calling my boyfriend and asking for help. <laughs> and I found that I was... There, there were, like, three bicycle shops around me. and I, But I, I know that I can't go anywhere, right? The tire is just so... Oh, that I needed a help. So yeah. I called to a few bicycle shops, but none of them spoke English. Mm. So I called my boyfriend because he knows a guy who is uh, he he's a champion in Turkey, right? So mm-hmm. when it comes to cycling, so he knows these guys. I was like, can you call them, explain the situation? Basically, I need them to come and help me. <laughs> at the end, at the end, yeah, we managed, right? The guy called to the shop. The the shop messaged me on my WhatsApp and and. At the end, the guy came and changed my tire. When to their shop, I changed all three tires, or two tires, and I was ready to go. So I was like, okay, I lost a bit of time. I could probably, if I push, I can make it happen. I started cycle, and literally 10 minutes later, one of the tires just burst. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I remember two days before that, I was sitting by the sunflower field crying, thinking that I don't want this journey to be over, you know? <laughs> And here I am two days later trying to push and finish mm. in, in 25 days. Yeah. And and I was just like, just calm down, you know? Anyways. So it's like the universe was saying, look, it was all the time. Yeah, it was wow. all the time like that, you know? 
And uh, yeah, I went to the shop, they changed the tires again, they gave me extra tubes and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And uh, I was cycling and by the night I realized I won't make it, right, to, to Istanbul. And uh, it was already getting dark and I had about, I think, 60 kilometers left. And I was like, okay, well, it is what it is, you know. I found another, another cheap hotel where to stay for the night, woke up in the morning and I was like, it's only 60 kilometers to do. So I cycled and I was already in Istanbul and in my head, I thought there's going to be a sign saying Istanbul, right? I'll stop there, take a picture. And then when I'll be close to the, like the old town, I'll probably go live and, and be like, hey guys, I'm in Istanbul, right? Nothing worked out like that as I planned, right? First of all, I was cycling to, through Istanbul. I was already there. And I was like, when I'm going to have this feeling that I'm like, oh my God, finish. I didn't have it. Mm. I didn't want to cry. I, I felt nothing, you know, like, because I, and I still, I know a few days later, I was like, what, what was it? Like, why? Where was all my emotions? Uh-huh. And it, it started to rain and I just had to uh, go and hide from the rain and just this tiny shot where they were fixing TVs and I'm just standing there and I was like, well, here I am. My journey's finished, <laughs> right? And I remember when I was running ultramarathons and I always saw these people crossing the finish line and they're like crying, they're happy, they're, they're just like finally done, right? And I never liked the finish lines. I, I felt like I'm lost, like mm -hmm. what's next for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess with this Turkey trip was exactly the same. Mm. But I think also it, I wasn't surprised I'll get it done. I knew I'll get it done. Yeah. It was almost like, well, I'm here at the ice cream shop. Let's get, let's have ice cream. No, <laughs> so it was just like that. That's really um, interesting, isn't it? Because that's it. So many people go for that end. Yeah. They go for the finish line, and that's where they expect to have this euphoric yeah. experience that's going to change their life. That's not the point. No. The point is the pro the journey. The journey. Yes. Yeah. And like what you said, the intense emotions that you had, like crying through yeah. the fields, like super happy <laughs> and like really having to listen to your gut, that bit of fear around your safety. And it's like, that is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, there you go. That's it. Because this isn't the end actually, is it? No. Um, you've got, you, it, I suppose, always having that ending and I'm, I'm thinking it's it's not ending, is it? Because for you, this is your life and how you want to live it. So there's always going to be something else yeah. to go towards, to move towards, that's going to bring more of that experience. Yeah, I think I had a little taste of what kind of lifestyle I want to live. And uh, that was it. Yeah. I had it and uh, I can't wait to uh, be back on the road and cycle. So tell us more about that. So we have set the day um, and we have ordered a bicycle for my boyfriend. Um, we both will be cycling with these trikes. And uh, yeah, I think end of the March, we are planning to leave Dubai and pack our life on a bicycle and cycle. We still don't know where we're going to go, whether mm -hmm. it's America or just simply cycle through, through Europe mm -hmm. and then fly to America. But... That's the lifestyle you want to have. We mm -hmm. want to be in the nature. We want to cycle, be free, and um, live the life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. So when's that happening? Next next year? Yeah, end of March. End of March. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. I I see. I, every morning I wake up and I have the feeling, can we go now? But <laughs> yeah, 
You've set your date and you're preparing. I mean, is there much preparation for this type of trip? Well, we had to order his bicycle. So it's more about, yeah, the bicycle. Yeah, it's it's getting all the gear. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I have most of the stuff. It was more about now that we are not coming back to Dubai. So we have to really go through all our clothes and really think hard, like what we need and what we don't need. Like we don't have a lot of stuff, but even even with all that, we don't want to carry like pair of high heels you know or yeah. a dress you know that we won't need it so we really want the the essentials yeah yeah, yeah. so you're kind of like getting through all your things yeah oh it's exciting and i say uh, march it's not long it's six months i know people that decide to leave dubai yeah and in that six months it goes so fast um so <laughs> it's not that case for me <laughs> it goes so fast so i'm like that in itself is um going to be an adventure just getting to that day where you're off and and yeah. you're on this adventure are you going to be um sharing your story yes definitely, definitely yeah i think i think the world needs to see that you can actually live differently. i agree <laughs> yeah i agree 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. tell us where people can see this adventure come into life uh, you can you can follow me on Instagram, Elise Mango. Uh, I have also uh, set up a Patreon account, and that's where you can actually watch uh, my videos when I was cycling to Turkey. Mm-hmm. Because on Instagram, I share very little, little yeah. tiny part of it, but on Patreon, you can actually see every day what I was going through. Amazing. <laughs> so how do you get onto Patreon? Tell us more about that. How do you get on Patreon? There's a link in my bio. Mm-hmm. You click on it and I think it just directs you there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, we will do a podcast when you're off somewhere <laughs> on your bike yes. and you've got internet. Yeah. <laughs> and you can give us some updates on how it's going. Um, it'd be incredible to um, see this coming to life and just knowing you through this whole process it you've been someone um that I've just I've loved having in my life oh, um you. so yeah I'm gonna be hanging around <laughs> no matter where you are I'm like hey <laughs> can't wait I can't wait you yeah. just so you 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 just live out what you feel is right for you and I think that is what's just so empowering to see so thank you so much everyone please go follow Elise <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be great thank you thank you so much thank you so much <laughs> Want to discuss more options, lifestyle tweaks or changes that you could make to create more balance? Pop over to Instagram and send me a DM. I am happy to help. If you know someone who would love this episode, please share this podcast with them. Also remember to leave your review. This is one way to help others find my podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you next week.